You are listening to the Floxy Hope Podcast. My name is Lisa Bloomquist Palmer, and today our guest is PJ. Thanks so much for joining us, PJ. Thank you for having me, Lisa. It's good to be here. Yeah, I really appreciate you sharing your journey with uh, me and anyone who's out there listening. Um, can you just give us a little bit of a background? Who Who are you, PJ? Yes, my name is Roy, but everybody calls me PJ. I'm 39 years old. I'm married. I live in Turner's Falls, Massachusetts, and I have worked at my family's restaurant my entire life. I even worked there um, before it was my family's restaurant. So <laughs> I've been there a long time. Awesome. Awesome. And let's uh, chat about your fluoroquinolone journey, um, kind of wherever you want to start. Um, okay. Um, so it was about probably about nine months ago. It was in February. Um, I got really, really sick, um, with fever and horrible stomach cramps. I thought I had a stomach bug and it just felt like it wasn't going away in a couple of days and the cramps were not like anything I had ever had in my entire life. Um, just like almost bring me to tears and, um, so on the fourth or fifth day, I went to the hospital and the emergency room, and I was there for probably like a half an hour, and they sent me home with like anti-nausea medication and said, you just have a stomach bug. Um, the next day, that night was so terrible that I ended up in the, the ER again um, the following day, and I just felt like... I was just gonna, like, I felt like I was, like, dying. I mean, it was just, it was terrible. It was the sickest I'd probably ever been in my life. Um, so they kept me there, and um, at this point, I was just super, super sick. I knew that that something was, was terribly wrong, that this was just, it was not passing, Um and I was just terribly sick. My fever was 104, I think, when I was admitted to the emergency room. Um, so they kept me there. They ran some tests. Um, I had a CAT scan on my lower abdomen. I had some colitis, inflammation in my um, intestines. And they did blood work and things like that. And um, I was, at this point, I was just, um, they didn't really know what it was. They just thought it was some type of bacteria or food poisoning or something like that. And I was just in agony and basically was like begging for antibiotics. I mean, it, they couldn't give them to me like soon enough. I mean, I was in that, <clears throat> I was in that bad of a condition and, um, I thought that, you know, that would help. Um, so, they started me on uh, Levaquin um, in my IV, alternating. Um, when that bag ran out, they gave me Flagyl. Um, they also were giving me Toradol, um, which is a super strong anti-inflammatory um, 
the doctor uh, described it as being like a hundred times more uh, strong than like say Advil would be. Um, so they're giving me these drugs. Um, it sort of stopped my um, my symptoms of uh, the cramps started to go away after a few days. Meanwhile, I'm in the hospital all this time, and um, I just felt like my the diarrhea was slowing down and um, my fever was breaking. This was probably about the third or fourth day. And I didn't, I don't remember. I mean, I was so sick that I don't remember like when I just remember being my first symptom that I think was from the antibiotics. Um, I didn't know at the time was that I kept complaining about my knees hurting. Like they felt like the only way I can describe it is it felt like my kneecaps were going to like pop off. And this was just like laying in the hospital bed. I wasn't moving around or really, I wasn't doing anything. And they were just like, oh, you know, that it's probably just from, you know, you're used to moving around and you've been in the hospital bed for for so long and maybe it's just from not moving around. And did, I was like, okay. But before you um, continue on, did you ever find out, like, what, what was causing your GI distress? Yes. So probably after three days in the hospital, um, after running all sorts of tests, they found out that I had Shigella, which is in the same family of, as like Salmonella. Um, it's different than Salmonella, but it's like Salmonella, E. coli. It's like that sort of thing. Okay. And I had had chicken wings out at a restaurant um, the night before I got sick. Um, so, but that was never confirmed. The health department went in and I was really never confirmed where it came from. So that actually the diagnosis, the doctor came in and was like, we found out what's wrong with you. You know, you have Shigella bacteria. So they pulled the IVs and gave me this oral antibiotic. I think it was called Suprax or something. I needed to take one pill a day for five days. Um, so they gave me that and a day after that, they discharged me, and I never really felt better. I mean, I know I had just been really sick and didn't expect to, like, you know, spring back, like, overnight. But um, so they gave me these antibiotics to go home with. And I went home, and I didn't work for the next three weeks, but I just, I was exhausted. I mean, I felt like... Like a truck had just hit me, and I mean, one would think like you know naturally you were you were just so sick, but this was different. This was this was like I just could not get out of my own way, no matter what, no matter what I did. I slept all the time, um, and people were like, well, you know, it's going to take time, and you know, you're you're going to recover. Just it's going to take time, and then. Um, while I was sort of in that recovery time, I wasn't working yet. Um, I feel like I just woke up one day and was walking around and all of my joints and my whole body were popping 
and cracking. It was my wrists, my ankles, my knees, my shoulders. Yeah, I mean, even my breastbone, my jaw, my neck. It was everything. And it was painful. Um, it hurt. It wasn't like just like cracking your knuckles. So I'm like, oh. and, and there was stiffness associated with it. It was just really bizarre. And I just, I couldn't figure out why this would be happening to me. Um, so what happened after that was just a series of different things. I mean, I had night sweats for like two months. And, um, and where the, was the pain in your joints? Was it continual or was it kind of on and off? It was pretty much, it was continual, the popping and cracking. I mean, um, nine months later, I still have, I still have the popping and the cracking in the joints. Um, I had two weeks where my mouth was burning. Like I felt like I had just burnt my mouth with like a super hot pizza piece of pizza. Hmm. Um, and my tongue too. And I'm like, I know I didn't burn my mouth. I mean, this is, this is crazy. This is, I, I don't know what's going on. Um, it's hard to like, to think back and to sort out like chronologically how these things happened. I mean, it was, it was really so much. Um, I had pain in my, the palms of my hands and the pads of my hands. I mean, it felt like, like you had just pounded the palms of my hands with a brick, um, for like five minutes. And same thing with the bottoms of my feet. Um, I had horrible, um, um, I had twitching all over my body that started at some point. Um, I was super sensitive to the sun. I was like really weak. I had weakness in my hands and, and, um, my arms um, I just felt like, like every day I just, I wasn't getting better, better and something else just was popping up. Um, so after like, after a few weeks, I, I did end up going back to work, but, um, it was super, super hard. I just felt so discombobulated. I couldn't, I couldn't think straight. I kept making mistakes. Um, my body just felt horrible. Um, and and at this point, were you were you still thinking that it was the shigella that was that was affecting you, or were you starting to think that it may be uh, the antibiotics, or what was your thought process at that time, if you remember? So the I started googling things, um, and I think the first thing I found I started googling the drugs that I took. Um, like, you know, the Leviquin and the Flagyl, and I started seeing these horrible, horrible side effects. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, could this, could this be it? Because Googling, um, the infection that I had, none of these, none of these things were, <clears throat> were long-term, um, effects of what I had. I mean, people have it and, you know, they just, they just get better. There's no, you know, 
after yeah. effects like this. Like it doesn't turn into so, a chronic illness, like Shigella, like exactly. You fit, you fix it. It's out of your system. Yes. Then you move. Exactly. You move on. Like maybe after like recovering your electrolytes or something. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, I Googled it and then I saw, um, everything about, I also had tingling and, um, itchy, itchy hands, tingling, prickly, um, where my hands felt like they were just like falling asleep almost. And the same thing with my feet. Um, so I found that as a side effect of the Levaquin actually and the Flagyl, um, but it was just all these crazy things. And, and I woke up, there was one night I woke up and this was super scary. I woke up in the middle of the night and my entire body was numb. Like my face was even numb. And I remember touching my face and I was just, I was terrified. I'm like, and my, my entire body was like that. And I didn't know if I could even get up or I was almost afraid to move or anything but I did just to prove to myself that I could do it and as I started like walking around the house at like two in the morning um it started it started to go away but I mean it was something that there was just there was no explanation for I mean besides you know the drugs I mean it had to be had to be the antibiotics that they gave me and and, and that's I, I think that numbness is under the umbrella of peripheral neuropathy yes yeah absolutely and um so all the while i still have you know the popping joints is still going on i have balance issues um throughout this whole time um i have tremor i had they're getting better now, but I had a lot of um, tremors and shaking where I would just hold my hand out and it would just like shake uncontrollably. And it wasn't like like anxiety or, um, I mean, I've had anxiety before where your heart beats fast and you sort of just feel shaky, but this, this, was, this was like, this was different. Um, I had two occasions where I would, I almost went into like, I felt like I was convulsing, like it was like a seizure, but it wasn't a seizure because I was pretty much in control. But my whole body was just shaking like pretty violently. My legs, um, I couldn't stop my jaw from moving, like, like, like my teeth chattering. I mean, it was terrible. I've never had any kind of anxiety like that um, in my in my life. And and how was your like mental and emotional state? And how was your family dealing with this? How how were you kind of generally dealing with it? Um, I was a pretty it was a pretty big mess. I mean, I had a lot of support from my family, um, but. It was really hard. I mean, I think I think it's really hard for people when you tell them. And I mean, at this point, when all these things were happening, I was Googling so much and looking online, and I was pretty sure that this was what was happening to me and that, that 
these were side effects from the antibiotics. Um, and when you tell people that, um, I feel like they just look at you like, like kind of like you're crazy, like like you have three heads because, you know, before this happened to me, if somebody told me that, um, you know, they got sick, they were given these antibiotics, and then all these horrible things started happening to their body, I just think that, I don't know if I really would have understood or not believed them because, but I just wouldn't have understood, and I wouldn't have thought that maybe it was was possible. I mean, I would think maybe it has to be something else or, are you know, are you sure? I mean, this is, like this is so much and these are crazy symptoms. And, and, and it's so bizarre. And I think like we, we just think of antibiotics as being benign good drugs that all they do, has, all that they've ever done is saved lives. And, or at least that's how I thought of antibiotics before this happened to me and before I started doing all this research. And it's getting to be a little while ago, so I forget how I used to think. But, um, but yeah. that that's how I used to think. I used to think, like, well, it couldn't be the drugs, you know? Like, right. that that if, if someone had made the connections, if they'd, if they'd said to me, you know, this is this is what happened to me, I'm not saying, like, I wouldn't have believed them, but I would have been, like... I, I wouldn't have realized that that could happen. Right. You know, same and, here. And, and I, I think I never, sorry. Oh, go ahead. But like just as, as advocates and as people who are spreading the word about this now, like it's a huge hurdle that we have to overcome, you know, just that kind of automatic disbelief and thinking like, what? Like that's, that's unheard of. Like that must be impossible because it's not impossible. And it, does happen. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never met anybody before or even heard of anything like this happening to anybody before it happened to me. And um, I've seen numerous doctors. Um, uh, I've seen a neurologist. Um, I've seen a rheumatologist, functional medicine doctor. Um with nothing, <clears throat> nothing really outstanding uh, came of any of those visits. I actually saw a rheumatologist, um, this one rheumatologist, I think it was in June, and I saw her and she did these sort of push and pull tests with my hands and things like that because this was all about my joints, really. And... Um, she pretty much, I was in her office for like 15 minutes. Um, she pretty much told me that I, I looked and seemed stressed out and that I needed to go, you know, for walks in the park. And I've been passed off as, as being depressed and anxious by almost, almost all of, of the doctors. Um, which is pretty disturbing um, because before this, I was super healthy. I mean, I worked out three times a week and ate healthy and was happy and um, was certainly, you know, not depressed or never had any kind of, you know, anxiety. But it seems like, I mean, I was just, I was just, I just saw my GP last week and... 
she pretty much said that she wanted to try to put me on um, an antidepressant. She wanted to put me on Paxil because she thought that a lot of uh, a lot or all of my symptoms that I was still having um, were anxiety. And I mean, that's it's so it's so dismissive and so and I do mention the fact I did mention the fact to her that I know that these antibiotics messed me up. I mean, it's the only logical explanation. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing else in my head that it could be. And the only thing that a doctor has agreed with me that could possibly be the antibiotic is the problems that I've had with my wrist, the pain and and the weakness, um, you know, with the tendons. Um, That is the only symptom, the tendinopathy, that any of the doctors have ever agreed could be the result of uh, taking the the Levaquin. And and just they're they're in a their inability slash unwillingness to recognize adverse drug reactions, like it causes so many additional problems. Like the entire system counts on doctors recognizing and reporting adverse drug reactions. Like that's how, that's how the system is supposed to get data um, on these reactions. And if doctors aren't willing to see and recognize them, much less report them, then none of us are really getting very accurate information about how common these, these effects are. Like how could we, how could we possibly like the, like they're failing the system by, by having like these willful, ignorant, willfully ignorant blinders. And exactly like, and, and, and of course, like more importantly than failing the system, they're failing their patients, you know, and it's making, Mm -hmm. it makes things, worse on really every level to just say to to be dismissive and to tell you like oh it's probably all just in your head mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like like it's just not i think the worst thing about that is that it's not helpful it's not the truth and it's not helpful and it doesn't and it doesn't do anything to fix the problem like i i do of course, our our minds and our bodies are connected, and anxiety, I think, Absolutely. I think makes everything worse. Yes. Except it's natural and normal to feel anxious when you went from being a perfectly healthy and active person who worked out three days a week, and working at a restaurant is hard work too. I'm not sure exactly what you do at the restaurant, but mm-hmm. you know, it's it's hard it's hard work to all of a sudden like every single joint in your body is inflamed and you're having episodes where your entire body goes numb or starts shaking, you know, like, like these are serious, these are serious issues that of course you should feel anxious about it. Like, like something's going wrong in your body. You should feel anxious about it. And rather than, than dismissing things as like, Oh, just anxiety here, have, have a benzo. Um, Yes. I mean, anxiety is not, the reason why, you know, I work still, you know, 10 months later, half as much as I used to, or right. is not the reason why, you know, I don't go to the gym anymore because, you know, I, I just, well, I, I started, this was the thing. I started going to the gym back in July 
And when I started going back to the gym, I really, I was dragging myself there. The fatigue that I've had um, has been so horrible that I, I was like, you know, it's time to maybe just, just try it and see if it makes you feel better. So I persisted and I went and now every movement that I do, like on the Nautilus machines, every movement, every machine is like a rigid, um, jagged movement with my muscles. Like it feels like, like, like neurological something, something's not firing right. Um, so it's, it's really bizarre. So I, I've recently just given myself a break off that and, um, sort of just giving my body a little bit more time to heal. Um, but my fatigue is actually getting a lot better, um, especially in the past month or two. Good. So, so, so do, do you attribute anything to the, um, to your healing from the fatigue? Or do you think it's just time? Um, <clears throat> I think it's just time. I mean, there's been a lot of things... Um, that I've done, I, I do, I do supplement. I definitely take magnesium. I know that's a huge thing, um, that everybody talks about. Um, I drink bone broth every morning, um, for the collagen, um, benefits that it has among, uh, so many other things. And, and do you make um, your own bone broth or do you buy it? I buy it actually. Um, I, I have made it the first couple of times I did make it, um, <clears throat> uh, myself. Um, but it was like, I had to make it like every week and I was just like, you know, maybe, maybe I'll just try buying it. Um, so I do buy, um, a really, a good one that I've, that I've heard about. Um, and I buy that at Whole Foods. Um, it's kind of expensive, but, um. You know, it's, it's, there's all good stuff in it. So, um, so along with that, I take, you know, CoQ10, um, vitamin C. Um, I've been taking evening primrose oil for, um, peripheral neuropathy. Um, krill oil. I also take coconut oil, vitamin D, B complex, um, I tried acupuncture. I did like um, three times doing acupuncture. Um, I didn't notice that much of a benefit from it, so I, I didn't continue with that. Um, but there's been, I've, I've done a lot of things. Um, there's been not one thing that I can say was like, you know, wow, this, this really, this was it. This really, really helped me. Um, so I think maybe it's just been a combination of, of some of the things I've done along uh, with time. I think I think time was just was probably the biggest thing because I am getting a lot better. That's great to hear. I'm so glad to All hear that. All aspects. So <clears throat> so how would you yeah. say your status is now? What symptoms do you still have? What symptoms have gone away? Um. Well. Um, the way that my hands ached um, and the bottoms of my feet, I couldn't walk barefoot, um, has gone away almost completely. Every now and then I'll feel like a twinge of it, but it's but it's almost nothing. And I feel like that's just going to disappear. Um, the neuropathy in my hands was at times so bad. Um, 
I would wake up with it at night. Um, that's not really happening anymore. Um, I feel just a tiny bit of numbness in the tips of my finger. It's mostly on the left side. Um, and that's, that's getting less and less. Um, I, <clears throat> the popping in my joints um, seems to be getting less and less along with that pressure in my, in my kneecaps is also getting better. Um, the fatigue was one thing that I just was relentless for so, for so long. And it was just, I just dragging myself around, um, all the time. I mean, it, it was, it was terrible. I just felt like, is this ever going to let up? I mean, am I, am I ever going to feel better? And then really slowly, um, you know, if I look a couple weeks back, I would be like, wow, you know, I feel like maybe it started happening in in the middle of the day where I felt like somewhat normal. I was like, wow, you know, this is this is kind of okay. I'm kind of doing okay today. And then um, it just progressively started to get better to where now, um, about 10 months later, I feel um, mostly normal. In the morning is sometimes when it's like, you know, I'm dragging myself around, but I think that, you know, most people in the morning a little bit, you're tired and, but, you know, at, at one point it was, it was much, much more than that. Um, I, a lot of the shaking, the tremors, um, the twitching, um, I had it in my face for a really long time and now that's sort of gone away and I don't feel like I shake as much, um, most things I would say say are have gone away or at least um, getting less and less and and going away. So I'm really hopeful that um, that eventually I'm just gonna be all better. Yeah, me and and at that time you should write a story for Floxy Hope. I would love to publish it if you want to write it down. Yes, definitely. I've um I've thought about and considered doing it um, many times, and I actually never thought I would be doing the podcast. So this is really a, a big deal for me to be on this because um, I listen to all of the podcasts, um, some of them several times, and they really, really helped me through many days where I just felt so hopeless and like this was going to be it for me, and my life had changed forever and because it just goes on for so long, longer than like anything else I've ever been through. I mean, the sickest I've been is that had like, you know, a cold or, um, you know, things like that, like, like a stomach flu or something. But this was something that I just, just didn't go away. And, and I felt like I wasn't going to kick it. Um, so listening to people's recovery stories was fantastic and so so inspiring awesome kind of same same for me I just felt like I was healthy as a horse before this happened you know the sickest Mm -hmm. I'd ever been was like a head cold I don't think I don't think I've even ever had the flu and (laughs) and and for for me to get knocked down for a long time by Cipro like it was it was like a shock to my system in multiple ways like it was um 
yeah, it's, it's hard to be sick for an extended period of time. There's absolutely no denying that. I'm, I'm really, really glad is. that you're, that you're recovering though. And even though you're not fully there yet, you're, you're making great strides. Um, what advice yeah. do you have for people? Um, I would say that, um, geez, I don't know. As, as hard as it was, um, I mean, I was the type of person that really never stopped before. I know like so many other people. And so when something, something like that knocks you down, I had a hard time with just being patient and, and being good to myself. I, I constantly wanted to push myself and, and to rush it and, and to just be better, which I think is natural. But I think, I think once I just accepted that it was going to take a while and just sort of gave myself the permission and my body permission, you know, to just sort of kick back and, and just let yourself get better and, and not push yourself. Um, I think that helped me a lot. Um, even though it was really, it was really hard because my whole summer was just, was just being sick. And, you know, that was, that was really hard for me, but, um, just, I think giving yourself the time to heal and being good to yourself. And, um, I would say, I would say that's about it. I think that that's so wise, you know, and I, and I, I felt really likewise, you know, like keep on saying just me too, me too. But, um, but a lot of what you're saying really resonates with me and reminds me of, of what I went through. Um, it's getting to be years ago now, but Mm -hmm. yeah, like once I stopped fighting so much, I seemed to heal faster. Yeah. You know, and, um, me too, you know, and, and not like, I feel like surrender is very different from giving up. Like I never gave up and I'm not advocating that anyone give up, but, but kind of surrendering control was really helpful to me. And just kind of saying like having some faith that my body has amazing healing abilities and it will heal and just, Yeah, having that belief and just being able to like relax into that belief <laughs> was really helpful yes. for me. And I, I think it's really wise that you said things that, are, that were really similar. And I just got like goosebumps all over because, I mean, it was that that's what it felt like. I mean, I was fighting it and fighting it for for such a long time. And, and when I just, like you said, like, you know, you have have faith in your body, you know, give yourself, um, give yourself time to just, to just heal and, and give your body what it needs. You know, if you're, if you're tired, you know, lay down. And I was not the type of person that would lay down in the middle of the day, like ever. Um, you know, I think, I think that was a big deal for me. And I think that it did, um, help, help me heal faster as well yeah yeah absolutely like yeah learning to listen to your body is 
is really important. And like you said, giving your body what it needs. Like, like I think that the supplements that you're taking are, um, those, those are supplements that a lot of people find to be really helpful. Magnesium and CoQ10 and, um, vitamin C. And I don't remember if you said vitamin D or not, but yeah, those, those, those vitamins and minerals that support, support your body and support your mitochondria and, um, yeah. I think that honestly, most people are are somewhat deficient in those vitamins as it is. So, mm-hmm. um, so just replacing those and giving your body some some time to heal is is healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, wonderful. Do you have any other words of advice or any other thoughts that you'd like to share on the podcast? Um. Or just say that um, I'm just um, I'm really thankful for um, um, for you and everything that you do, and um, for the Flexi Hope podcast. I think is is amazing, and um, it's great to have um, had the chance to be here and to have my voice be heard. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate it. And I know that people will benefit from hearing your voice and hearing your story and, um, hearing what you've, you've gone through and giving them some hope that, that they'll get through too. So, um, and, you know, look forward to hearing more about your journey as you continue on with like the last, you know, 30, 20, 30%, what percentage healed would you say you are? Yeah, I would say um, I would say it would be maybe about eighty percent. Okay, awesome, awesome. Yeah. So, um, tw- that twenty percent in no time. I, I can think feel it. I think it's coming. Yes, really yeah. soon. I yeah. can feel it as well. And and, and I, I think that there's something healing about telling your healing story too. You I know? think so too. And and. and um, I was excited about that. I, um, I really was. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully just it will translate into, uh, healing that last 20% and, um, you know, onward and upward. Yes. I think, um, 2018 is going to be a much, much better year for me. Awesome. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Got to be better than 2017, for sure. Absolutely. It has to be, yes. Right, right. Well, on that note, um, I'm going to stop the recording. And um, thank you so much, PJ. Really appreciate you being on the show. All right. Thank you, Lisa.